Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Saturday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is June 18th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing wonderful. We are I'm at the, the satellite. satellite. The satellite house. <laughs> Precision Pro Satellite House. It's cold as shit. It's dark outside. It was eventful, great Saturday. Feels like like a Ryder Cup Saturday almost. Like it was, It maybe even colder than that. I don't know. Something. It was a quintessential fall afternoon in new england and uh aside from the colors on the trees you yeah. know it, it, it was more you know fiery and and fescue than than fall but it was it was a great great day at the u.s open i thought eventful um just conditions course the characters uh the crowd was there crowd was crowd kind of had been middling i would say the first two days crowd was really good all the way around really from you know, probably about one o'clock, two o'clock Eastern, all the way home till it was dark out. It was literally dark. I'm trying to create controversy here and say the integrity of the championship was lost as I Rom had to play. I don't understand why we were going at 3:45. What what was the purpose of that? I don't know. Maybe they were worried about the the, the podcast. They didn't want. They wanted to try to get the podcast out as late as possible. They wanted shelf to, life. They, They're trying they, to bury us, they, muzzle us here in the media center. Could be what it was. They're trying to. <laughs> You know the TV is trying to, to to bury us podcasters. It's just, uh, I I think one of the things that will stick with me for a while from today, outside like this is just a kind of a random anecdote and something I think about a lot, is the best, the most attractive courses look wonderful when it's you know brilliantly sunny on a bluebird day, but then when it when it's cloudy and gray. They still look stunning, and in the country club, it, it just embraces its its place. It's got this like really nice identity and identifiable look, and it just it it's such a, a good looking golf course even when it's gray and gloomy. And obviously today the uh, the conditions it, it just it was a bear. I mean this the golf course really showed out today. Is that the USGA? Is that the course? Did the USGA take the reins off a little bit? Or yeah, and I, I just is that an indictment on the first two days? Should they said they could have had a real ass kicker and they didn't decided not to do that? Well, when you look at um, and is it 156 the players? They can't do it. They needed to get people around, but when you look at the leaderboard, you have to wonder what this leaderboard would look like if there were two days. Because like it went from. You know, 64, what, 60, 64 players within eight shots of the lead to today, you know, we're down to uh, 32 players within eight shots of the lead. Yeah. You know? So the bunching. The bunching. Subsided yeah, a little bit. And, and that's what's going to happen when you allow a course to really, you know, separate people. The, the great shots were rewarded today. <coughs> I happened to catch... Uh, a large number of great shots. I, I picked right. You know, today it, it, when 
when you're out at these tournaments and you get the leaderboard like we had, you know, you just have to pick somebody. And also a lot of guys separate. Yeah. Right? A lot of the leaders were not playing together. So I, I kind of watched... I watched like four shots from Will Zalatoris and decided that was my guy. Today. Yeah, it became pretty clear. He beat me to the punch on that. I was like, as soon as he had his first birdie, I was like, oh, well, he's probably yeah. going to be in the top five, I would say. And then it became clear that he would be in the last group, regardless of what happened. Uh, and there he is. He's tied for the lead. Uh, I just got out of talking to Roy McElroy's, uh and he was like kind of incredulous about like he said it was one of the hardest days he's ever had on a golf course and then they started talking about Zalatoris and he was like shaking his head like incredulous he's like that is so 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 good of a round like like and when you get that kind of and I Rory's like quick with praise for a lot of people and things but this was a different level of sort of kind of aghast and incredulous about that 67 same with uh who shot 68? Was it uh, Keegan? Fitzy. Yeah, he said Fitz. He, he cited Fitz as well. Like, those two rounds are absurd. I think it's just unbelievable. And this is just an, kind of, I think, an indictment on what we see week in, week out on the PGA Tour, that these two guys haven't won tour events. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when the chips are down and the golf is hard... You know, these are first-page guys. And obviously, Fitzy's improved a ton this year and has become a little bit more of a a well-rounded player this year. But Will Zalatoris, I mean, God, he has every shot. And I I think, like, the thing that will stick with me from his round today, he hit so many sensational shots, but it was really the up up and downs. He He, like, basically shanked a ball on 10. And, you know... That's a spot where people make bogeys or doubles. He got up and down from from the deep shit on 10. Um, He missed 11 long, got up and down. Missed 12 left uh, into a pretty bad spot, got a weird lie, and made a 12-footer for par. And then right after that. That's what a lot of guys didn't do, and they shot 71 or 72. And then right after that, he rattled off like a stretch of really great shots where he hit two incredible... The tee shot he hit on 13, which was... 13 was so hard today. So insanely hard. Why? Guys, everybody it running through the... into the wind. Yeah. And you had to hit a hard draw. Hard hook, You know, yeah. you have to hit a hard draw. He pulled out three wood and just ripped a draw. Yeah. And, like, just on demand. And, and I was, you know, at that point, it kind of felt like the wheels were coming off. But, but by keep making those pars, you know, we look at, like, what, what happened to Scheffler out there. He talked about how he wasn't playing bad, but he made three bogeys in a row after the double. Zalatoris had that same stri- stretch of holes, but he went par, 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 effectively, instead of bogey, bogey, bogey. Right. And that's really the difference. And when you look at these minute things and majors, and Scheffler obviously still has a wonderful chance, but Will Zalatoris' round was near perfection today. Um, and, I, and, you know, on, 15, on 13, he rips that draw. He hits it, hits it to, like, 15 feet, almost makes birdie there, which would have been an incredible birdie, and then almost makes birdie on the next hole. Then he finally kicks the door down on, on 15. And, it, you know, that was just a masterful back nine. To go around that golf course and only make one bogey today is really an astounding round. Um. He talked about the, how this is the hardest golf course he's played, right? You asked him a question about yeah. that, and he, he said from the 2013 USAM, he's always said this is the hardest course. The course is 
changed a little bit, right? Different routing, some more shorter, shorter fours in there for this. Um, but I think like, the, like, so we're working with a natural, like it's already a beast, right? Yes. Today, this wind was, it, it was not it was, nothing. It was pretty substantial and pretty heavy. constant. And I, Rory talked a lot about how it impacted putts. I thought it was like very, very hard. Like there was no faking it. Like Kyle Morikawa, I think, had the ability to sort of exposed, sort of get through these first two days here. The rains weren't hadn't been taken off on the course, and their wind had been minimal. And uh, you know, he had talked about how he wasn't in the sharpest of places this season, and then certainly before this tournament, and that quickly came undone. I don't know how many doubles he had, but like the thing that I love about this, um, that I enjoyed about today was like. There wasn't, there wasn't like hiding with conservatism either. Like if you were aggressive, that's what, that's what uh, Zalatoris said. He said, he said you have to play aggressive, conservatively aggressive. Right. He's like you can't, you can't bail. You have to play ab- aggressive but conservative. Right. Which is a weird thing. It's like you. Ha- he basically was like you have to be so committed to your shot like you have to really execute shots on conservative lines right so like uh, say like a, a, a five or a seven these shorter fours you lay up like okay now the next shot that's great you laid up so you maybe avoided a big trouble of the whale and away at a driver okay the next shot's going to be ex- extremely difficult too like you can't just hide your way into a par you know what i'm saying by playing conservative and we saw i saw that with aaron wise he like dumped one of the bunker at five and made I think a bogey or double. Colin Morikow doubled seven. So it just felt like there was nowhere to hide even even trying to sort of lay back for fours, even on the short short par fours. Um, anything else on Zalatoris? He's obviously going to be a big subject that we talk about tomorrow night no matter what. He talks about how he's like, I don't know what about him, why he didn't have belief before Southern Hills, like based on his majors performance and his talent. But something seems to whether it's the putting the putting was good i mean the stroke's not always pretty but like he putted really well i think the one thing to watch and and i think he where he really struggles i think he's pretty good on the right to lefters um but he missed a couple left to righters uh today that were makeable like 17 just ran out of steam he just had like the quintessential right miss for somebody that you know and i think that's the thing like this is where like golf is sometimes a little bit of luck like if he ends up with the the five footers that are right to left i like his chances a lot like it, it that's just something like super minute to look at is how many are the short putts right to lefters and i think at that point he's going to be in a really good space i i I think he's going to win this golf tournament. I think he I, said he felt like he shot a 61. I think oh that's my, what he told was, the broadcast. It was unbelievable. Yeah. The, the golf was just un... You think uh, he's going to win it? He's the best player playing thought, the best? Yeah, yeah I think he's going to win it. I um, I think this golf course just fits his game so well. It's it, Like we talked about last night, you have to be so precise. You have to be accurate and... This is a really important golf course to hit fairways on and be within the the space, like in the area of play. Yeah. And at that point, 
I, I think his short game is so underrated. Like, that's the thing I took away from today. Sounds like he got up and down a lot. That short game is. Yeah. And, I, and that's something I've, I've thought a lot about. You know, he was that short game was good at Southern Hills, too. You know, yeah. it, he, he gets all the headlines for the ball striking. But he's had uh, performances in majors where we've seen the ball striking has been kind of shaky. And, and the, the short game really bailed him out. Uh, okay, so you expect him to, to get it done tomorrow. Do you expect Chicago's favorite son to get it Fitzy? done? Fitzy? I don't know. I mean, that, that would be a big, big ask for Fitzy. We're joined. Oh, the Precision Pro House, the satellite <laughs> The satellite office of the Precision Pro House has been joined by a uh, crash. No, I, I, wailed, I waved him up here by one Kevin Van Valkenburg who flew into town today just for this podcast, I believe, only to make an appearance. What's up? 100% correct. It's like when that gif when collinsworth like slides in next to al michaels that's what i'm trying to do right now it's just uh i figured after the cat podcast i needed to make a live appearance uh well the house cat yeah the house cats are you know xander and patrick cantlay they're all they're exhibiting house cat behavior hey uh what was the favorite part of the day that you can't spoil that you're not going to use in a story or something that's forthcoming you literally like flew in at like two or one p.m today and uh, walked right out there. You got a, You got the best part of it, the best part of the championship so far. Anything that really tickled your fancy? Uh, so, as usual, Kyle and I, Porter and I, were drawn like moths to a flame to Rory and uh, managed to walk around with him a little bit. I don't know. Apparently, they didn't show this on the broadcast, but like he on 13, he hit it like a billion miles left into the trees. And so, Kyle and I were like standing there thinking like, looking out in the fairway and the ball came like clattering over our heads and we were like oh that must be Aaron Wise like there's no way that Rory just yanked it this far left with an iron off the tee and so we stood around there and then like a huge mass of humanity kind of gathered around the ball and all of a sudden there we were like Rory like three feet from us and he really wanted to like hit five wood through like a tiny hole in the trees and Harry kind of like finally talked him out of it and was like you know just just hit wedge out we can get up and down from here whatever Rory finally kind of, you know, reluctantly puts the five wood back in the bag, chips out, hits an unbelievable shot to like eight feet, uh, makes a putt. And as he sort of, he he goes in, uses the bathroom and Harry's kind of like shaking his head. He he unbelievably nukes a drive and walking down the ferry, Rory kind of just full strut mode. And Harry was kind of like mumbling to himself. And I was like, oh, good thing you talked about that one. And Harry was like, hey, you wanted to hit five with her, the trace. Fuck me. (laughs) That's a pretty good in-person uh, experience. I love it. Good stuff. All right. Uh, do you want to hang around? You want to go? We'll, we'll catch up with you. We'll, we only have two mics. I don't want to. I don't want to anchor just, you in the back here. Go ahead. I'm just happy to be able to pop in with you kids here. It's it's, it's nice to see. It's been so long since we got to hang out at a major. So yeah. I'm so. Uh, it might be might be going to, going uh, offsite. Maybe yeah. going to the Precision Pro House Bar. Okay. That yeah. uh, everything's branded. We'll just bring, <laughs> should we start handing out range finders at the bar to and make it branded? If, if, if you need a ride, we can give you a ride in the Precision Pro House uh, pickup truck. We have so. a Ram. We we rented a Ram, Bighorn Ram pickup truck with a Hemi. I just I'm so excited there was drain content today because you know how much I've wanted to have the future and and present drain content uh, from this podcast. So uh, I I have to applaud uh, JT for not taking the, the oh. relief there. How about the grandstands on 18? I got I got a I got a I, I got a text from a golf architect and uh and he he asked me 
why are there get, why are there so many drops on 18 from these grandstands? And I, I just replied, money. It's, it's, just, it's an interesting, I'd say that and, and my little conspiracy theory, I'm trying to stir the pot here, that the integrity of the championship was lost because Rom had to play 18 in the dark and that's why he made a double. You're fucking right. Like, it was so dark out there. I don't think that, like, it was much darker than cameras make it appear. It's insane. Like, having 3.45 tea times is ridiculous. The visibility was an issue. But there, you're, the, the, so, Rory, I want to be clear. I was back there with Porter. He, it was the 18th hole tower that blocked him out. So NBC, uh, the NBC tower, I guess there was a lot of agita with NBC. You're talking about shots for seeing of this 13 sequence. I was tweeting pictures and just because I thought they were interesting and people would like keep doing pictures because we're not seeing it. So I don't know. I can't t- firsthand testify to the broadcast. Phil would have loved an imaginary tower at Wingfoot. I mean, we've already got like 20 club links relief from that. It's- I mean, it was by the book, right? I know it's... Not the, the, the fair penalty hole, for a you bad. You can effectively just hit it anywhere but the bunkers where Rom hit it. Yeah, like the bunkers are the one place you can't hit. Zell Torres hit it off a, a grandstand. Oh no, really? Yeah, I mean he actually ended up with like the bounce he got. Like ended, he took like a drop. He must have moved it like a foot. But yeah, the. I mean, you don't. You don't have to hit the fairway at all. You, so you just actually might be a d- detriment to hit it close. Apparently, to the Azinger was advocating for guys to pump it into that the other day. I, I'm calling it right now. We usually do worst case scenarios on Saturday. Worst case scenario: Keegan Bradley wins via TIO scandal on 18. Uh, just let me like tell you, let everybody, me t- just I would honestly like just start drinking before like I even you know did the podcast. Let me tell you something. I, I there was a, a moment tonight that should not be lost on anybody a moment in golf history <laughs> this is good i'm ready for this day i was you know down the 18th fairway march keegan bradley to chance of keegan 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 and that will never ever happen again <laughs> My- because you know, one of the pitfalls of the USGA booking themselves out to 2050 is that we can't come back here forever. <laughs> he this spun is, this into an anti-Keek and anti-USGA. This it's is, pretty good. I mean, what, what's going on? There are people we, at the media center turning great, around looking at him chanting Keegan. Like, what's going on back there? It's a great U.S. Open venue. It is. It's, it's that, an amazing that's a real, golf course Keegan has defiled it in your opinion no is it, no. Just, no and we got, can't come back here anchor sites forever is the issue there's only so much uh, room for US Open this should be this should have one a decade is that it's, too it's, aggressive or it's what a great we venue because it's it's in a city effectively yeah. it's in a great sports Market. city yeah it's it's a sports like the weather has been outstanding this week because it's it's early. It's June in a in a city that June's nice in. You know we're gonna go to Pinehurst fifteen freaking times and sweat our asses <laughs> off. We can't come up to Boston and enjoy like a nice you know normal climate. How, how often? Once a decade? Is that too aggressive? Once I every well the, years I, I will say the one thing this place is kind of weird and probably won't wouldn't want. They'll probably be like, oh, we only want to host it every forty years because <laughs> they're the weird the politics of the <laughs> administration of it. My daughter's name is Keegan, and she's just about to start playing USGA events. So I'm hopeful that someday there will be a, a, a Keegan chant that will cancel out this bad negative Keegan chant in your mind. <laughs> all right. That, that Keegan chant we will be all for. One thing I would just add about this venue, what I loved, is that 
and Augusta's like this a little bit, and I got really because we I I had this predicament today. I was like, am I going to follow Rom, Rory? You got Scheffler going nuts. You got Kyle Morikawa's in the mix at early, and it's like none of them are playing together. It was tough enough that there was a lot of leaderboard movement that you have so many like collection areas, mixing areas, intersections that I could watch like two, three, four groups at a time uh, so, or or hop over to another group within seconds. And so many venues that you get, it's like, you know, you're, every hole is its own theater and it takes to flip either nines or to get over to another hole, it takes 20 minutes. Whereas this like, and, and I, I'm saying this as a spectator, like it's something I really, really appreciate about this as, as a venue this week. Let me tell you about Centurion Golf Club in terms of not being able to see. <laughs> you walk five miles in one direction, you're blown out to sea, and then you walk five miles back. There's no hopping around to see other groups, just so we're aware. What a, what a contrast. An expert, uh, expert testimony on last week. So. I loved, I, I went out, I, you know, I was watching Zal Torres, and, you know, you go out in 10, and, and the thing about this place, you feel like you're going on like a, a you know, like a adventure because of the rock outcroppings, right? And you go out ten, and I loved. There were the there were people just like in the back of ten green. There's all these rocks, and it's like a natural amphitheater, and they're sitting on the rocks. And then you have the drop shot par three, and then twelve. You know, you have this kind of blind shot, and you crest over the hill, and it and the green sits right at the base of a hill, and it's so cool because the crowd's just up, and the, you know, there the where where the pin was today. I mean, there were just these roars. It, it had roars similar to Augusta because of those gathering points, right? Yeah. Where you could hear stuff going on around the course. You know, you heard. I heard that Scheffler. Uh, hole out like I you know like the you knew when big things happened here because of the way the golf course is oriented and that's part of what makes it such a cool venue I I, I like I liked the golf course coming into this tournament and I like I've just grown so much fonder of the place every day we uh, you get to walk around it interesting alright we're gonna do an ad read real quick for Precision Pro and then we'll clean up Kevin Van Valkenberg thanks for joining us we'll he's read you he's gonna leave he doesn't want to be part of the commercialization yeah you, you don't know? need he, to we've already we've already put him into enough ad mentions you know he, well, after the week I've had where I've basically decided that any commercialization is poisoning the game and the, the ethics and the morality of things and I figure it's, it's best that I just remain pure and I keep my amateur status and, and walk away now so that I can continue to lecture others morally so well, this is just for range fun. It's not is, yeah. weapons of mass destruction or anything like that. Uh, we're, we're at the Precision Pro House all week, as you know. Thanks to them for getting us up here throughout the week. Uh, they're brought to you by our Precision Pro Golf. They, they sponsored the house. That's the best range finder in golf. It hits the value sweet spot. And they have a new NX10 out that's personalizable. You can uh, add your own... Uh, colors characters i don't know however you want to personalize your rangefinder there's these side plates that are interchangeable on the nx10 uh it's got an upgraded lcd display magnet external slope switch and they have a father's day uh sale going on did you use the nx10 at all i in, haven't uh, the mines I have not no yet. okay you so know, I, uh, no testimony happening <laughs> on this ad read but we'll use it we'll, we'll tell you about it some point. i'm eagerly awaiting it you know i yeah, can't wait i have it at home i'm ready to go fire it up uh you go to precisionprogolf.com uh, and you can figure out how to customize it there. See the different options. PrecisionProGolf.com. Check out the NX10 from now 
uh, through June 19th, which is Sunday, you you get $20 off the NX10 or $40 off other options in their award-winning lineup. So hit that sale before uh, Father's Day is over. Time to go now. Get it, you know? get it set for the summer. Uh, honestly, really, really good people, good company that support us, support a lot of, hopefully, your, your, your you know, favorite golf content creators. I know no laying up others, but uh, precisionprogolf.com uh, sale is through June 19th. All right. Uh, any other notes you want to clean up? I guess I would just add this. I thought John Rahm, I followed him quite a bit early. I thought he was getting boned. Like he was, it was hard. I thought he was hitting really good shots and getting screwed on a few of them. And uh, number two, which I thought was like, I don't Anger, know. You were the fair police. You're texting me about fairness. I didn't say it was fair. I You're, wasn't. I didn't mention the word fair at all. I just said everyone basically hit it up there and it just rolled off into the rough in the back. And whether you you either chipped it, you got a good lie that you could chip close or not. And that's all I saw. Uh, Rom hit it like a high ball, landed pretty soft Dallas on a good trajectory, and it ran into the rough. And he got a on four. He drove the green and got a shitty break, and it kicked off into the bunker. On five, you mean? Uh, five, sorry. Yeah, he drove it up the hill into the green uh, and got a shitty break. And ki- I, like He was playing well, is my point. Uh, a couple of loose shots. I was not surprised to see him birdie. Uh, you know, it's, It felt like it was on when he birdied 15 and 17. Uh, 16 then, you know, he just made a mess. Got a fried egg, right? Yeah. Didn't he catch a fried egg? Great day for the brand, you know? It was... Uh, yeah. But yeah. he had to play it in the dark. So, Rom, like, it just he felt like he was kind of getting bummed. He was in the final group bone. last year when he won. No. That was, was Louie pumping it into the canyon. Louie and Russ Henley. Oh, I forgot about Russ Henley. I was going to say Dick Bland. I think uh, Rom was playing with Matt Hughes, right? Eh, could be. Or Blandy. Could be. Anyways, at, early on, it just felt like he was just not getting, like, a fair sort of break. And uh, to see him back or kind of turn it on there late felt appropriate. Um, do you want to do what's your worst case scenario worst case scenario has got to be Hadwin? a Keegan Bradley Hadwin? Adam Hadwin playoff <laughs> I hope they're in pl- the dark oh, god dang it what they aren't going to be I was hoping they'd just be together so I could uh, just consolidate it. it yeah maybe they should do that 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 would be what I would do just pull some put those guys pull some together. tricks and, maybe and, they aren't let me see Tea time should be set, right? Uh, do you have four? Yeah, they are set. Uh, Hadwin's with Scheffler. Ah, oh. Keegan's with Rom. So, can we, any way we could get that change? Rory's with Burns, and then you have the Hardy boy and Jolie D. Nobody's so. going to be watching that. What's your sadly. worst case scenario? Hardy Hardy played pretty good. He, he did even. He made a seven. He made a triple on uh, thirteen. Okay. So okay. he, he, he was gritty. He played, I, of all the people that were, you know, kind of like not big names, I feel like he played the best, which uh, which is which is great. I mean, he's a, he's a great player. So um, other worst case, uh, you know, best case scenario, I think at the beginning of the day, and maybe it's not, he's not too far away. What is he at? One over? Uh, DJ, is DJ at one over or two over? He's He's two over. Uh, then he's out of it. I mean, that's another thing I was going to ask you, like how far back is too far back, that whole deal. Because like, I saw like JT grinding really late, putting. Uh, you know, that's kind of how it happened at, at uh, Southern Hills, right? Bones gave him some talk that snapped him out of it. He's three over, so that's whatever, seven I mean, back. So if somebody with a lot of guys between. Shoot, he's got to shoot 66, Who? right? 
The, was the, the low round of the week is 66. Yeah, that sounds right. And the golf course is much different. Are you happy with the golf course? Yeah. I, are you are you happy with USGA for how they've kind of... I'm happy with how they set it up today. I think that they it, needed yeah. to have their foot on the gas a little bit more earlier in the week. I think they had everything. They had, they've give, been given everything this week to do what they please, right? To dial it all the way. The, the weather's cooperated. There's been no rain. Uh, tomorrow supposed to be quite I, it was freaking cold out there yeah. i'm not trying to sound soft but it was really cold sounds like it's gonna be much colder tomorrow i don't know if that maybe it had when the canuck excels in in the cold or or keegan also you know he's he's had to work twice as hard as everybody up in the playing golf in the cold maybe that that brings them more into play uh we don't need to do a contender pretender do we are there any for sure who, pretenders who are, uh, pretender I'll say Hadwin's a pretender. I'm sorry, Adam Hadwin. I think Sam Burns is a pretender. Why? It's not on Bermuda. I yeah. I guess he hung in there. I I just don't see it happening. We've barely talked about Rory. It feels like uh, is as, he a pretender in terms of? <sighs> I can't figure out if like. This should have been like a seventy-five, and he's lucky it wasn't. And maybe that comes tomorrow, or if this means he's. Uh, it feels like we're headed for a Wikipedia T six or something like that. No, he's yeah. he's three back. He shot a seventy three, which was like a really good seventy three. He rolled in a bunch of hard ass saves, uh, especially down the stretch. Certainly <coughs> seventeen. If, I, if I told you Rory was going to lead the field in putting strokes game putting by over a shot. Yeah, that's where it's all getting it done. I mean, he's where, really. Where would on. you say he would be? Do you think he? Would you say he'd be leading? I yeah, I'd say yes. Yes. So, so like this is the thing. At this point, I that's the troubling thing. He hasn't hit the ball well enough to win. Right. And he's going to. This will be like one of those what those asterisk uh, years. Like this is going to be one of the most disappointing ones because he's putted well enough to win the major championship. They, he's, he's putted well enough if he just struck the ball like close to his standards. Um, who do you like tomorrow? Zalatoris? I'm going to go with Zalatoris. Okay. I, I like Scheffler a lot too. I, one of the things with Scheffler, he's the number one ranked player in the, in the world. If he wins tomorrow, we're talking about like a historic year in golf. And this guy gets zero exposure because... He's kind of a dial tone. You got the live stuff going on. You got uh, live going on. It kind of you got live at the Masters. You had Tiger at Southern Hills. You had Tiger, and this week you have live. He's like this number one ranked <laughs> player in the world that could win and have this historic year with this win, and he gets no run. Yeah, uh, I thought uh, Rom was kind of hiding today too, at least the first half because. Uh, everybody was following Rory and everybody was following Morikawa and then like nobody I would kind of like sit and watch him like four or five at a time nobody was following Rob he's my pick to win I think he's playing extremely well when he started putting a little better towards the back half of the round um, it just felt like go ahead amusing, amusing moment hopefully you won't have to play in the dark on 18 tomorrow what amusing moment in the round uh, Thomas Peters on 14 He's in, he, he was just like a volcano watching him play with uh, with Zalatoris. You're just waiting for him to erupt. He was yeah. just upset the whole day. Yeah, yeah. 
So he's on 14. Zalatoris hits his we- a good wedge shot. And he's like on the right side. And he's getting to trying to hit. And he and there's people talking to the right. <laughs> and he just like gets up off the ball and he and he goes, Would you please just or he said, not please, would you just shut up over there? Peters? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently I have my friend and his dad went to the Masters and watched Peters at the Par 3 contest and apparently got really upset with like one of his like family or friends who was in the ropes for the Par 3 like moving around as he was hitting. He's got a, he's got a short fuse. I love that he told someone to shut up. I'll say this. Zalatoris, where was he today? He was um, he was like almost two hours ahead yeah. of the last tight time. Is there anything like that tomorrow? Is there anything yeah, like there that? Is. Where somebody that's that's net playing kind of in obscurity and can shoot like a 68 or 7 or something like that six, while it, it gets really hard shoots, late. If somebody shoots a 66, I could see, I mean, if it plays, if they, if they don't put water down, like heavy water down. You think they're going to? Who knows? Who knows? All right. If they put heavy water down, then it could be Rory Fest. It could be. I don't think, yeah. Brian Labner had a great, Rory's never won a tournament when the scores in single digits under par. Interesting. Yeah. That, Is, well, that's, 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 yeah, that's like a, that's a thing. All right. Um, I would say if somebody, I mean like 66, there's only a few guys that can shoot 66 on okay. this golf course. Yeah. But. And we 60, saw one today. You know, if. Um, Zalatoris. You could see the winning scorer getting down to three or two, right? Do you think, what do you make of Fitzy? We should just at least give him a little bit of run. Well, he's, I mean, he's really playing well, but I don't know. Are you sold on that? Like, I have a little scar tissue from that Southern Hills Sunday when he was really, really bad. I think I think that's going to help him a lot. He could win this. Um, and he hasn't putted that well. That's the thing that would I would say from the standpoint of, like, why buy Fitzy? Yeah. He yeah. hasn't had a like a great putting round. Okay, you know, and yep. um, the other thing is he he's got competition for low Chicagoan. Who who is it? Hardy. Hardy? Uh, I guess yeah. Hardy's what four shots back. Uh, he's even far. I mean, all right. <laughs> That's it. Anything else? Hayden Buckley other, could win. Any, he's, Hayden Buckley's not winning. Hayden Buckley is not one. I think two unders or two overs the the point. The cut. Where, yeah. Okay. Because if you shoot sixty six from there, you could see you could see two I think two under could be a playoff tomorrow. Okay. I think I like three that. three or three to five is probably where it's gonna fall. There's really no reason for the USGA just to not make this hard, as hard as possible. Do you think I, I hope they don't chicken out. Hopefully you know? not. Um all right. This was a this was a good one. We'll have a, a full debrief Sunday night. Thanks to Kevin Van Valkenberg for joining. Like, I don't know. We have a really really good leaderboard at a really really good place, right? I think that's kind of all you can ask for for Sunday at a championship that feels really consequential uh, for the second straight major, third straight major, of course. But we'll be back Sunday night to recap it. Thanks to Precision Pro for their sponsorship, and we'll uh, talk to you at the end.